live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today as we talk about your career, your job, your life, your money. It's all right here. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Anna or Anna is with us in Los Angeles. Hi, how are you? Hello, um, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. How can we help? Um, so I've been working for some time now and, um, I, I thought I, I did a, a okay job for building up my personal wealth, but, um, I also like, um, to hear, uh, your opinion about how I'm doing this far. Okay. How are you doing? Tell um, me about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've been in the real estate business, um, for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I have four rental properties mm-hmm. and the yearly income is about 50000 given or te- more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, the total mortgage balance I have about is a, a million. Um, and one thing, um, I don't know what, what I was thinking, but I did take out a home equity line um, for the purpose of uh, purchasing other properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so far I've been paying it off the highest. It was close to 600,000, mm-hmm. but based on my calculation, that's back in 2019 and I should be able to pay that off completely off, um, by next year, mm-hmm. um, middle of next year. And then you'll still have, um, and then you'll still have a million dollars out on the rentals. Correct. Yes. Okay. And you make what a year? Uh, uh, that's the wild card. So I mean, real estate. So mm-hmm. that's uh, now. What you make last year? To say. Last year is about two hundred. Okay, all right. That's a, probably your average year, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good for you. And so, so, what's your plan? Just stay in debt the rest of your life? I mean, what's your plan? So sounds like um, it because sounds like you keep buying rentals with more debt. Yeah, and and that's my question. Although I have these rental properties, but I I. I always feel I have this piece of rock um, in, inside of me. It's I feel yep. very, very heavy. Yep. So well, it's a million dollar rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there <laughs> in your right. stomach. Yeah. 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 So should I get rid of some of the properties? So to get rid of this feeling, um, I'm not sure what to do. I would develop a game plan to have them all paid off within a certain period of time. There's nothing panicked here because there's no desperate situation. But what you're experiencing is you finally are measuring risk. And mm-hmm. most of us, I grew up in the real estate business, Sana, so I, you know, I, I understand. When you get in the real estate business, one of the things they do is they take a hammer and they break your risk meter. We don't even know how to measure risk once we're in that business, because we just buy crap. I mean, it's just like we go get a, getting a mortgage to buy an investment property is like, that's the only way to do it in our minds. You can't do it. You can't do it otherwise. We've just people in the real estate business really believe that it's just not true, but we believe it to be true. So, yeah. um, but what you're you're starting to feel the weight of the risk that you've taken on that no one in your world talks about, but you're starting yeah. to feel it, and that's what how you ended up talking to us. So, yeah, what are these properties worth total? You owe a million on them. What are they worth total? Total, I would say about five million. Good for you. Okay. 
So that's a great equity position. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you're in a 20% loan-to-value ratio, which is phenomenal. That That's not a big risk position, but there is a million dollars worth of problems there. So yeah. what I would do is say, I'm going to pay off that million with my income and with the sale strategically of one or a couple of these properties over the next five years. Okay. And it might mm-hmm. be, you can just sell one of them and be clear and clear the rest of them. And that'd be pretty cool. And then from there you pay cash for all of your additions to your portfolio. You don't use home equity loans ever again. You don't borrow again to do that because you've got great cash flow when you have no mortgages. And that, that's going to be the way to go. Yeah, and she's going to be in a really great position out there. So Now, I'm curious, Dave, so you wouldn't sell – why not sell one of the houses and knock it out that way? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I'd pick out one of those properties. Okay, gotcha. All right, all right. And, and or the income. But I mean, the income. if it takes you two years to do this and instead of a month, right. that's okay. Okay, gotcha. There's nothing yeah. on fire. Yeah, But course. you do want to aim at having a debt-free portfolio mm-hmm. and – aim at and stick with the promise to yourself that any additions to the portfolio we're doing with cash yeah as soon as we get first and foremost get to debt free then when we add something later we're going to do that with uh you know without borrowing money to do that and and folks i understand that the get rich quick real estate world and borrow all you can on real estate out there is out there. It's always been out there. And I understand it's real hot again, that Tic Tac has made it really a big thing again. And uh, you guys get on there and there's all these goobers on there that have no life history that, you know, they're 14 years old and they're buying houses and I got it figured it's a bunch of crap. You don't, I mean, when I was 22 years old out of college, I started buying houses, nothing down. I bought $4 million worth. I had a $1 million net worth by the time I was 24 years old. I made $250,000 cash taxable income doing flips in 1984. That's $20,000 a month in 1984. And you don't put that in today's dollars. That's a half million dollars a year. Okay. Now, I don't know what neighborhood you grew up in, but the neighborhood I grew up in, we called that rich. It was fun. I was having a blast until I found out about risk. And the banks called our notes, and we spent the next two and a half years of our life losing everything we owned. We were sued. We were foreclosed on. Mm. And with a brand new baby, a toddler, and a marriage hanging on by a thread, because my poor wife thought she had mar- married Sir Galahad, turns out it was Goober. And there we were, bankrupt. And at 28 years old, I got the opportunity to start completely over because I followed the exact same crap you people are seeing on Instagram and TikTok. And you're all walking around acting like you're smart. You're not. You're straight up freaking stupid. Quit doing it. I walked it. And don't tell me you know more. Listen, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. This is ridiculous, you guys. I've walked the exact path that some of you are signing up for right now. Now, not her. She's got a different situation. She's moving away from the debt. She's calling about that. But this zero down, nothing down, I'm going to get rich in real estate is absolute bullcrap. Broke people shouldn't buy real estate. It makes them broker. That's why they call them brokers. This is The Ramsey Show.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Rachel Cruz is my co-host today. Dennis is in Richmond, Virginia. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, so my name is Dennis. I'm 20 years old. And my question is, uh, is it crazy that I'm asking my mom for a loan of $8,000. Now, I know the question sounds crazy because there's not really a backstory, so can I give you a brief backstory to go sure, with it? Sure, Okay, so I've been investing for about two years now. I'm, I started my freshman year in college, and I've been day trading for about a year and a half. Um, uh, my closest, One of my closest friends is a, a up-and-coming hedge fund manager, so I, I get a little bit of information from him, but I'm mainly an investor. Um, about a, a year ago, a year and a half ago, before I started really day trading, um, I was only a referee. That's my only job I have because I'm in college. So I might make $500 in a weekend, and I would take uh, probably about $300 out of that 500 and put it into Webull to invest and then just keep the other 200 to live off. And uh, I would just keep doing that. And at one point, I asked my mom for $3,000 because my um my father had just paid all of our child, all of my child support at one time, my sophomore year. Um, it was $40,000 and I was still trying to, um, you know, where's the money? Why do you need money if you're day trading? Why do I need money? Yeah. Did you lose all your money? Yes. Okay. So that's okay, So you suck to. at so, day trading and you want her to give you not, money. Not really, because from yeah, really, that you lost all your money. I, you suck at it. Well, it was from ahead because I've also made all the money. I didn't lose. Where's the money? How much money do you have? How much money do you have? Right now, I own. I don't have any money in my brokerage account because I took I took the rest of it out because I didn't want to go any lower. From how much was, money have um, you lost day trading? Uh. I lost about 15000 in a, a week. You that's, suck. That's what made me take my money out. Yeah. But I've also gained about 27000 in less than a year. Yeah. So Okay, let, let me give you the numbers on this, okay? 78% okay. of day traders lose money net-net. When the story mm -hmm. is over, 8 out of 10 day traders lose money. 20 year old okay. day traders who referee it's the numbers approaching a hundred percent. Don't do this anymore. 
And, that's and your mother's right. right. No, she should not give you money. I would not give you money because you're going to lose it. Even if, even if you can see that the gains are there and if you check the money, Honey, I just told you eight out of ten day traders lose money. You're 20 freaking years old and you referee games on the weekend. What makes you think you're better than the others, people? I, I don't. But okay, you're going to lose money then. My, Yes, I understand that I. Then why would you money. keep doing this? It, it gives me more money to invest. At, at a certain point, my mom told me, like her mindset, she nobody in the family invests or does any of this stuff. Good, because so they don't want to do it like time, you. She told me that I was stupid. She's right. Well, no, I was. I was first investing. This is when she told me that I was dumb for investing, for taking half my paycheck and just investing in stuff. I I recently just found out day trading. And at first, I didn't day trade. I would just hedge. So that's where it had brought me up the amount of money. I bought some SDAO calls and bought some SDAO. Dennis, you are trade. playing a game that guys that get paid millions of dollars a year play, and most of them aren't good at it. I mean, guys that run multi-billion dollar mutual funds do what you do, and they still have questionable results. It takes them years and years and years of training and experience to do this. Not, I've got a friend who was once worked for a hedge fund, and I'm 20, and I referee on the weekends. You are, you are the recipe of a disaster, sir. Please don't do this anymore. Your mom is right. She smells a rat, and it's you're, you're going to hurt yourself, son. Stop it. I don't think I'm going to talk you out of it because I think you're convinced yourself. But, dude, I mean, listen, if 8 out of 10 people that walk down – the street named a street get attacked by a bear and killed don't walk down a street i mean this is it this it's not i mean why do i think what am i gonna do get a bear suit i mean no i mean don't walk down a street eight out of ten people that walk down the street a bear kills them son that's what i'm telling you you know and dennis and, I think please don't act like you're different yeah and i think the appeal right when you're get rich quick it is that's what i'm saying is i'm like ah there there's such a better formula to handle your money long term um and i think you have the you know you have the capacity to do that to do it the right way dennis that lowers the risk it's not going to be as exciting and it's not going to be like boom boom oh my gosh this this and that it's not going to bring that but it's going to bring a level of stability and build a really great financial life for yourself by starting great habits i'm like just Slow down. If you have debt, Dennis, yeah. pay it off. Have some cash in the bank to save. I mean, you're you you hustle. You you're looking for opportunity. It's just your momentum and your focus is just geared in a way that's really risky, and you're not going to come out better on the other end. Yeah, playing the versus com- doing playing something the commodities else. market is almost as dumb, if not dumber. I did that. I had a finance degree. I actually know something about this stuff. Formally, academically studied it. Hello. Um, it was not, I had a friend that was in a hedge fund and a guy comes to me and he goes, Hey, my buddy over here has been doing gold trades and we're going to buy some futures on the gold trades. The last 11 times that he has picked the future date and our, our, our purchase rate on the thing. Um, and if we put in 5,000 bucks, we'll get 50,000 out the last, he's 11 for 11 on his last five. Guess what? I put in 5,000 bucks. He, the 12th one he missed, which means you lose the whole 5,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. You either get 50 or you get nothing. That's how this works. So, so that was my gold investment because I'm just as stupid and dumb. I mean, 
just as everybody else. I had to try it because I'm smarter than everybody else. Let me tell you, pride goes right before the fall. Once you think you find somebody's got it all figured out and they got a system, yeah, bull crap, okay? The only system that works is long-term investing in long-term track record things where 80 90% of the people doing it make money, not where 80 90% of the people lose money and you think you're the freaking exception. This is how Vegas is operated. Everybody thinks they're the exception. And that's why Bellagio has nicer furniture in their lobby than you do, because you paid for it, you people that thought you were smarter than the house. That's why they have Chalui or whatever that uh, architecture. It is crazy. What, you... what is the name of that uh, famous sculpture that does the lighting? Oh, I know. Chalui or whatever lighting in the, in the lobby. Of, With the, massive. the blown glass. Yeah, probably, probably Chihui. Yeah. Chihui, is that it? Really? Thank you. The guys in the booth are trying to help me with my hillbilly. But uh yeah, it's like a million dollar fixture in the art lobby, right? It's fantastic. Right over the right over the right over where you check in. And guess who paid for that? Stupid people. That's who paid for that. Okay? People that thought they were gonna beat the house. Listen, if you're do it for entertainment and you're out of debt, stupid and you people. have a small amount of money and you choose It's to not go- entertaining to lose money. <laughs> it's not entertaining to think you're the exception of the rule. I know. But they make yeah, you, you feel do. that way. <laughs> I'm a 50-50 story. Oh, God. Help us. You and Dennis go invest together. Right? <laughs> uh, That's what you need to do. <laughs> no. It's just the long-term play, Dennis. Yeah, we just don't, wanna... don't, don't. Please And, stop. hey, great for refereeing. And, you yeah, were kind of laughing. Good for you. you. No, I'm just that. saying that does not qualify job. you to be a yes. day trader. I know. Because <laughs> you can call a five-year-old soccer game. This doesn't set you up to be a – day trader it's not it's not like the prerequisite to winning at day trading so um you know he does do hard work thank you for that yes and yes. thank you for earning some extra money and so You're forth but great, i think dennis. your mom just... is a precious lady i love her she's got some sense mom don't give dennis any money <laughs> there you go uh not for day trading that's right so, sorry dennis you didn't get what you wanted here but you will always get the truth because we love you and we don't want to lie to you we want you to have a good life and so we're always going to tell you the truth even if it's fun. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. John, in quotes, that's not his real name, in other words, (laughs) from Louisville, Kentucky, not his real place, in quotes. Big secret call coming in. So, Mm -hmm. John, what's your question? Yes, sir. Um, Well, about... about Two years ago, I, I won one of those uh, multi-state lottery drawings with a group of coworkers, and uh, I haven't told anyone uh, besides my wife and besides one sibling. Uh, no one knows. And How I, much? My, my question for you, um, after taxes, it was about $22 million. Holy crap. Uh, wow. Holy crap is the, is the wow. of the century. Yeah. How old are it you? Was, it was a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm edging up on... Uh, about 50 years old. Okay. Okay. So, and so yeah, you haven't it, it, told anyone, and I've got some uh, guesses, but uh, why? Uh, well, the first thing I did when, when I found out that a one was, was research, and it said, you know, that you get to read all those one in five people lose their uh, lottery winnings or go bankrupt within 10 years. And one of the things they all said was, you tell too many people and you get too many people at your door asking for this, that, and the other thing, asking for handouts and expecting you to pay for everything mm-hmm. so my wife and i made a conscious decision just to kind of keep it uh, under wraps mm-hmm. and it's kind of we we've kept keeping it under wraps um 
we haven't even told our two teenage children. Mm-hmm. And now I know that sounds strange, um, but we just don't want them to grow up uh, to be waiters, you know, waiting for us to die <laughs> so they can get our money. You know? Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Dad's been eating so, rat poison lately. I probably, hey, I honestly, yeah. uh, I... <sighs> I, wow. I, I'll spend the rest of the day imagining I'm you because this sounds just like a fun thing okay. to think about. Um, I don't think I would oh. tell my teenage kids either. No, I, I'm okay with that. No, uh, I, I want them to go figure out what they want to do in life. Yeah, and, and yeah. Get, get go going go on be the somebody. And then, I'll, and then I'll let them know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to keep it from them forever. But, like, you know, our parents and stuff, we haven't told any of them. Um, we, ha- we had a, another incident about a month after we won the lottery um, incident. I, I don't want to call it. My wife's great uncle passed away shortly thereafter, and he didn't have any kids and he was never married. And he left most of his inheritance to my wife and her siblings. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to use that as like our cover story for when we help people. Like I bought my mom a roof. I know, yeah. really, really nice of me. Yeah. But, how, you know, when she says, how can you afford this? I just say, oh, it's great Uncle Bob's money, Mom. He, want, he wanted us to do this. Or, yeah. You know, whatever. Uncle Bob's money is at least two X now. That's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you can, a, you can get a you can get a have you got a decent car? I this, you're going to love me, Dave. Uh, my house was paid off before I won this. Yeah. My wife and I really have no desire to move. Good. Uh, we had just paid cash for two Toyotas before we uh, before we won this, and we still have them. We're not looking to upgrade to anything because they're perfectly fine cars. So okay. We, uh, we, we, are you still working? I'm not, I'm not, are you still working? I am still, I am still working. Do you Isn't hate that it? Ridiculous. No, it's not. Uh, no, actually that's why I'm there. Cause I kind of like my job. Okay. Good for you. I, I think you should I, keep I working. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make you a better the, employee. Cause when have your you boss got, comes have in. Have you gotten some great investment advice? I have. Yes. Good. Okay. Uh, I have, a, right. I have a team as you can imagine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with this, you with need a team. You need a team. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. not a huge team. It's just it's a group, and they're 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 doing well. So doing a good job. Good. Okay, so, I like yeah, everything yeah. you're doing. Um, and it's okay. not a, it's not anyone else's business. Right. That's what I hope. And um, I don't think you're being like a hermit in a cave, weird Unabomber, weird or something like that. Right. I think you're just no. being wise because what you've what you've discerned is that some of the people in your life could not handle the equation. Correct. That is an, a, a very uh, good assumption on your part. <laughs> yeah, and and so you're yeah, doing them a favor by not putting the strain on them, including teenagers. Mm-hmm. So the only thing yeah. I can get close to is is that um, by the time my kids were teenagers, we had begun building substantial wealth. Mm-hmm. We had recovered from the bankruptcy. Rachel was born, so by the time Rachel's sixteen, it's you know, 17 years since the bankruptcy. And we had, you know, I was a multimillionaire again. Okay. Mm-hmm. We could buy whatever car we wanted to buy. We could go on whatever vacation we wanted to go on and it wouldn't affect us. We had good money. Okay. Uh, but the kids had no idea. And our kids right. had a double problem. One is their dad's in the spotlight and mm-hmm. everybody knows us, right? Because we're known yeah. in the community, um, and talks about money, no duh. And if they had that and they knew that we had millions of dollars as a teenager, I don't think they could have processed it. So they did not know. They knew we were okay with money. They knew we lived the principles that we teach and we made them live the principles that we teach, but they did not know X number of dollars was the net worth, right? 
I only right. disclosed that to them after they graduated from college, and I involved their spouses because by that time, two of them were married. And so I mm-hmm. sat down with three of my kids and two spouses, five of them, and we started unpacking what our estate plan looks like because they're adults at that point. And I told them up front, I said, listen, here's the deal. We don't own anything at our house. We're people of faith. So God owns a bunch of stuff. He's asked us to manage more than you know, and you're getting mm-hmm. ready to know now. And you get to decide how you're going to react to that. Are you going to react and continue to be productive and generous people? Or are you going to be, in using your words, and I'll never forget it, a waiter, right? Uh, because <laughs> yeah. if you're a waiter, you're not going to get access to any of this. We're going to take it away from you. Because God wants right. you to be productive. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be excellent in the marketplace. And he doesn't want this to destroy you. He wants you to have the opportunity to serve a lot of people with this wealth, including my grandkids to come. And so as for me and my house, we serve the Lord and it's not our money. It's his, we're managing it for him. And someday you will take over the management, but you will not become the owner. If you think you're the owner, you won't get to take over the management. And we, that's how I unpacked it. And then when I unpacked it, I was really pleased that they weren't freaks and they've continued Ah. to live really good adult lives. And it's not ruined them that their dad has, you know, dad and mom have a bunch of money that they manage, you know, so, uh, all that. So I think you can start to build some lessons into your teenagers now so that in five years, when you have that conversation, they're ready to shoulder the weight of it. What do you Mm. think, John? All right. Yeah. I, I think you can live by example. And I think you have a pretty remarkable opportunity to, take your kids out when y'all are having taking them out to dinner and noticing a waiter that's struggling and call the waiter over and be really kind and then show your kids let's leave a huge tip you want to do that and it might be a hundred bucks which is nothing of of what you got in the bank but it's it's going to be a million dollars to a teenager right and you can slowly plant the seeds of this is what generosity looks like and when they it's it's kind of like those movies you get to the end and it like the sixth sense right and it goes doo, doo, and you realize oh no i i missed the whole story and now i have the whole story <laughs> one day when you sit down and say hey i'm uh you know that school that i paid for and you know you and your wife are about to buy a house i'm going to pay for your mortgage and here's actually what we're sitting on and here's i, I like who i'm honored by who you have become they're going to go, oh, man, I picked up all these lessons from my mom and my dad. They're also going to learn that money isn't what makes it isn't your identity. Your identity isn't being a great dad. It's a guy who still got up and went to work. It's a guy who still kept the same Toyota that he'd already paid with cash before. It, like, you're doing yeah. everything so right. It's so healthy. It's amazing. So you're, healthy. Yeah. Mm. Man. Yeah. Good. good for you. If, good you for were, you. if you were hiding this because you were freaking and you were weird, I would, call, I, would, I would call you out on it. You're wise. You're wise. I think you, in this you, case you're wise. My, my, my sister called me the other day and said, what was your big splurge? And my answer was patio furniture. I'm not a big, <laughs> flashy guy. I, I, I don't. Well, I, mean, I, I, I think you need so to increase gradually the enjoyment yeah. of this money. Yeah. To, not, to, not, not in the name of the secret. Not in the name of spo- right. exposing the right. secret. Right. But you need to increase the enjoyment and you need to increase your generosity factor systematically you need to say all right this year we're going to spend four hundred thousand dollars on this or that create some neat memories with your kids yeah do do some things intentionally with this without just kind of rolling up an extra million bucks into the budget this year you don't have to do that although you've got it but um yeah wow congratulations brother it's a very good 
healthy view. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Joe is with us in Springfield. Hey, Joe, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Dave, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I've been listening to you off and on the last couple of years. It hasn't, a lot of things haven't soaked in, but the other day you said that nobody should own a new truck unless they have a net worth of a million and they're debt-free. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought a new one earlier this year, and so my question, number one, is should I sell that truck and downgrade and get something a little bit more economical so that I can pay it off? Uh, how much do you owe on it? Uh, 43, mm-hmm. no, 42 and some change, so mm-hmm. 43. What's your household income? 220, 2.10. And you don't have any money? No, I have uh, I have about 40 in the bank right now. Mm-hmm. How long have you been making that kind of money? Oh, years. You're making good years. money. Why do you not have any? Well, I'm, my wife kind of lives YOLO. I kind of live like, hey, we might live to be 500. And it's just, it's been 15 years of just kind of, we've sat down and we put budgets together and it just, it, uh, it doesn't stick on one end and it does on one and, uh, I've just kind of learned to compromise to keep the marriage happy. and uh, But the marriage isn't happy, man. I can hear it on you. It's frustrating. I mean, I love her to death. Wouldn't trade her for nothing, but it's frustrating. Well, you sure. know, when you have a divided house. Um, yeah. You know, like, I hate Christmas. I hate it. Hmm. Um, you know, we spend $4,000 every year in Christmas, and it's to people and friends, and and every year we argue about it. And it just gets me where I just hate Christmas, you know, because I know we're just going to blow a bunch of money and we shouldn't and we don't have to. And okay. Yeah, you know, you, you move on, you know. You can either dwell on it or you can just move on. And and I, then, I and then you borrowed $40,000 truck. Yeah. Yes, well, I, I'm a sales guy, so I have to have a truck that's less than three years old and so many miles I get paid eight fifty a month for my truck allowance. And Whether you have a car so payment or not. That's right, yeah. and that's where I would rather tuck the eight fifty and throw it on the house. We're in a great situation on the house. House is yeah. worth about six six and a quarter. We're down to about two seventy on it. the truck the truck needs to be paid off or it needs to be sold, but it's ten percent of your problem. Okay, the problem okay. that's screaming at me in this conversation is you make way too much money to be this broke. I agree. And you guys have really got to sit down and address that. You're just, you're, you're just, yeah. as a quarter, no, you haven't. Because it's not fixed. What do you, 
but what do you do? When, well, I think you need, if you can't, if you and your wife can't sit down and dream about a future that you're willing to control yourselves for, because you're not controlling yourself, you're, you have no self-control in your household. And if you, the two of you no. can't find a house, a dream in, in high definition that the two of you can agree to that is worth working towards together and worth not spending everything we make to cause it to happen, then you do need to sit down with a marriage counselor if that's the case. Often high-performing, high-earning folks sit down and have this conversation as a math problem. Honey, we make this much money, we got to make a budget. Well, I have one. I have an Excel sheet I can show you. I, I know you do. It does, it's not good. It it's useless. Here's what I'm telling you. There's a different conversation when you sit down with your wife and you hold her hands and you say, Honey, I can't breathe. I'm so scared. We make way too much money. I'm working so hard. And I feel like you and I are pulling, pulling further and further and further apart. And I love you too much to be frustrated at you all the time because I know that's hard to live with. And I love you too much for us to pretend that we're all joyful and happy once a year at Christmas and we try to throw money at our friends and family instead of being a warm, safe place for them to come land. Would you build something different with me? That's a different conversation than, honey, look at my spreadsheet. Look at this. If you just would do this, then we could get out of this crap. One of those, she's going to go to her defense, and that defense is probably way older than you, and that's probably been there since she was a little kid. And then you go to your defense because she starts bombing you back, and it's different when you take ownership and say, I want my wife, and I want a family. that um, I want a, unificate, a unified front here. I want a unified vision of what we're going to do, and I'm scared to death I'm going to lose you. The irony is, is that you think by acquiescing you're creating peace, and you're not. That's the irony. The fire's burning in the basement, and it is hot. It's coals. Yeah. Because it's, you, you, it's, it's eating you up, and she can feel that on you. And then she goes about solving that feeling with the way that her body's been solving those feelings for her whole life. Spending. Spending and trying to make people feel good about themselves and showing people how great she's doing. And that's different than y'all two building a life together. Yeah. Yeah, and if you guys can't sit down and work that through and start to say, we need to develop a new vision for our future, a different plan, other than just spinning our wheels, feeling like a rat in a wheel, I'm scared. I can't do this. This is killing me. I cannot live in a situation where I make a quarter million dollars a year and we have nothing. That is just absurd to me. My brain can't do it anymore. My mind can't do it. My psyche, my spirit can't do it anymore. So we have got to develop a plan for the future that we're both willing to work towards. And I want to do that with you. Let's start fresh, a reset, not we've got to get on a budget. Sometime, but, okay. but that will lead you, by the way, to a budget. And it's not a spreadsheet budget. It's an every dollar budget. But it will lead you to the two of you working together to implement the plan that you have agreed to together that both of you had a vote in i love starting those conversations with i'm sorry i'm sorry i've tried to control you the way i know to control a problem i've tried to solve you i've tried to fix you i'm sorry let me tell you the truth i'm scared to death and there's a different there's a different approach there someone can enter into your space that way instead of uh having to swing back at you it's tough hope that works for you brother and then pay that truck off in the next 20 minutes um or couple months and or sell it one of the two that's um because it's you know you went and bought a truck while she went and bought christmas i think you <laughs> yeah, you showed her man i think you spent more so um 
There you go. And the 850 is coming in whether you have a truck payment or not, so that doesn't justify it. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of appliances, and chances are at any given time, something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com today to find home service experts, including Mr. Appliance, in your area. Today's question comes from Jane in Florida. I pay the bills for my elderly father. He has a bad habit of going to the ATM to withdraw money several times a week. A lot of times it leaves me with a balance too low to pay his bills. I've had numerous talks, threatened to stop helping, etc., etc. He apologizes and promises to do better. Then in a few weeks, he's right back to the same situation. I don't want to be disrespectful to him, but is it real? it's really stressing me out. What do you recommend I do? I'm not going to help you with your bills anymore unless you give me your ATM card. Yeah. I'm unable to help anymore. Unless so you give me your ATM card. I can't, I can't participate. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you're, you're making this too hard. You're sabotaging everything I'm trying to do to help you. I'm trying to love you, and you're clearly you're telling me very clearly you don't want my love and support and help. Yeah. So if you want to give me the ATM card, I'll keep doing it. If you don't, then I won't. Yeah, that's fine. I still love you, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend all of my time resenting how you're living your life, and then you come to me asking for help. I don't want to resent you. You're my dad. I want to love you. So I'm either gonna turn this over to you, or you're gonna hand me your ATM card. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. I can fix that. And it's not a flex and it's not it's not showing your muscles. No. It's just saying, "Hey, no. I, I'm choosing to not do this anymore. I can't." Yeah, this is this is an absurd dog chasing its tail. Scenario. Keep pulling you out of the pool and you just keep jumping in if you want to stay in there. Uh, man, it's tough. I keep getting you out of the road and you keep running back out there. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's um it's it, well, it's um it, it's frustrating because A it's someone you love and B they're hurting themselves and um and see, it's so cyclical. Yeah, it's a, it's it's circular here. It's a dance. The whole thing is circular. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Stop dancing. Bad Florida two-step. There you go. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Paul is with us in Minneapolis. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, thanks for taking the call. I have another should we pay off the house early out of our retirement question for you. Okay. Why is this one different? Um, <laughs> well, we're, my wife and I are both retired. Uh-huh. I'm, 50, I'm 61. She's 58. We retired with the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And I've got a number of differing opinions from our financial guy. I've got mm-hmm. friends that work in the finance industry. I worked for a bank in 30 years and, mm-hmm. um, I guess just looking for another opinion, maybe one with a little bit more credence than some of the others, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, so how much do you own your home? Uh, so it's a $450,000 house. We owe one hundred and seventy. And how much do you have in your um, nest egg? We are debt. What's that? How much? What's your net worth? What do you have in your nest egg? Um, net worth is about a million and a quarter. We've got uh, just over a million that is... Uh, investment and retirement. And if your house was paid um, off, why, if, house, if your house was paid off, why would you go borrow on it? 
Uh, we would not. Then what's the difference? I, I guess it's just, okay, let me rephrase the question. Maybe a, a, a better question is if we decide to do this, is it a process over multiple years to ease a tax burden? Do we just bite the bullet and take the hit and do it once? Or how how would I do it? Maybe I've been doing this 30 way. years. I've never had anybody call me back and say they were pissed off because they paid off their house. Fair enough. So one shot, or would you? Uh, I'd write a check today. I'd be debt free. I'd have been debt free yesterday if I were you. And quit listening to all these idiots. There's a lot of idiots out there running around with an opinion about your money, and you're a millionaire. What's your mortgage payment? All right, I'll, I'll, go ahead. What's your mortgage payment right now? Mortgage payment is what twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay, you'd free up most of that, which then now you can invest. So, yes, you'll lose some out of that investment account, but you're going to still invest for the next 20 years. Dude, you're just going to sleep so well, much better tomorrow. Both, I mean, we're both retired, so yeah. invest is rolling, not necessarily yeah. additional. You, you have almost yeah. zero risk in this situation because you could write a check at any minute and pay it off if you got in a pinch. You don't really need the money in one way or the other. It's all about, you know, what is your end goal? When you're 85, do you want to have a mortgage? You know, why would you keep it? There's no reason to keep it. You wouldn't go borrow on a paid-for house in order to have more money to invest. And so write a check and sleep better tomorrow. Tonight, pay it off tonight. Hit the submit button. And then when you go and you get the mortgage release in the mail, make a copy of it, take your shoes off, walk into the backyard, have a mortgage-burning party, and tell me that didn't feel good. I mean, there's just no there's just no downside to this. Um you know, you're a million. You're gonna you're gonna be okay either way if you don't follow our advice. If you follow those idiots' advice, but if I've got a financial person that's telling me to stay in debt, I'm getting a new financial person. Period. Because George, we studied ten thousand one hundred sixty-seven millionaires. The number of them that told us that they became wealthy because they borrowed on their home in order to invest was precisely zero. None of them leveraged their personal residence to build their wealth none of them and so the idea that i continue to leverage my personal residence in the name of building wealth is an asinine based on the millionaire data well we're seeing so much more of this because people have their record low mortgage rates they don't want to let go of dave so yeah, like, why would God, i pay off my mortgage you know but i got your mortgage rate beat you know what my mortgage rate is Zero, I don't have one. Hello. Heck of a rate. Zero, I got the best rate. <laughs> Come on, man. So when Seriously. rates go up and down, you don't have to worry about them because you don't need debt anymore. It's <sighs> a great feeling instead of worrying about what the market's doing. So, yes, it hurts to write that check and lose that much money, mm. lose, quote unquote, but you never really had it if you owed it to the lender in the first place. Yeah, Paul, pay it off, son. Pay it off. You're, you're There's... A bunch of intangibles that you're not even considering in this decision. You're still acting like it's primitive math, um, or at least the idiots advising you are. So you're going to sleep different. Your wife's going to look at you like a hero. Never, never once have we had a wife said, "You know, my husband borrowed deeply on our mortgage, and he's my hero." Never came up. I love the Kermit vibes she had too. There, that's great. <laughs> kind of a Miss Piggy meets Kermit. Yeah, well, it's the best I can hero. do. It's the best I can do. Uh, Anna is with us. Or is it Anna or Anna? It's Anna, I'm sure. And she's in Grand Rapids. Is it Anna? Is that right? Yes, it's Anna. <laughs> hey, how can I help? 
So I recently paid off all of my student loans and am debt-free. Yay! Way to go! Thank you. Yeah. So I I couldn't have done it without you. So, um, But I have my three, six months of expenses. Uh, I just finished that up. And I'm wondering now if I should be investing my 15% or if I should be saving for a wedding that my boyfriend and I are planning to have in about a year and a half. So I'm wondering if wedding. I'm saving for that. Wedding. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> you are think, you guys George? paying for this on your own? Um, we think so. We don't really want it. Like that's, we just want to plan for that. And then if some, something comes, then we'll go for it. But yeah, we kind of just want to plan on doing it ourselves just in case. Okay. I would set a very specific goal, a number you're trying to hit to save. And I would try to hit that before the year and a half is over and then begin investing. You got that money set aside. You know you're not going to have to go into debt for this wedding. That is the goal here. And so that's why we're telling you save for the wedding first. Because what happens is you start investing 15%. The wedding was over budget. Now we got to put it on a credit card. For sure. Yeah. So, so what do you think you're going to spend? Um, we're thinking maybe between, I would say probably, we were thinking between 20 and 30, depending on what rates are. But um, probably 25 is the goal we set. Okay. Well, if you, uh, yes, that, that, by the way, that's about an average wedding in America right now. So, um, you're not above average. You're not below average. You're right around there. It's 28,000 last year. So the, um, the thing is having, um, three grown kids that all got married and, uh, I was involved in the budget because I was paying for it. Um, or at least part of it anyway, on one, all but one, all of it, but well, anyway, my part, the bride's part, and then my son, we, participate some so have a detailed budget not a general goal lay it out okay this is how much we're going to spend on the photographer this is how much we get on the dress this is how much we spend on the uh, reception and uh, treat it i'm sorry but treat it like a project you're managing a project you are so you have a timeline you have a budget and you you know you stick to it what must be true well we can't have that we got to have this instead if you don't have a very specific thing then you'll line item you'll get into a mess there but that sounds reasonable i would say for the wedding first if current times have shown us anything it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it that's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance for over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Luna is in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hi, Luna. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, can you hear me all right? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm going to try and make this as short as possible, but I'm 29. I have a fire under my butt to go back to school. 
and I'm currently one year through, you know, undergraduate. It's going to be four years. So I'm, it's going to be really a useless degree unless I go to graduate school because it's for a veterinary doctor degree. And I'm looking at it and it looks like I'm going to be able to pay for it. Uh, you're going to hate this. It's going to be all on loans, but I don't even make over like the threshold to make, you know, pay taxes. <laughs> so I, I make next to nothing. My family all lives paycheck to paycheck. But the one saving grace here is like my grandparents, they have a trust and they say that I have 10% of it when they die. And I'm wondering, like, is it possible to borrow from a trust or get it early? Or what What can I do? Because I'm just looking to pay for my living expenses through college. What were you doing before you went on this adventure? <laughs> um, I really tried to have a family life, but they, they all kind of left but who's they I, your husband your kids yes i don't have any kids i've got cats but um yeah i i was married for a short time divorced but um my life kind of fell apart for a while and i put it back together and i finally have like a passion and a purpose and i'm I've, like i said i've got a fire under my butt to go back to school and make something of myself but I'm just, you know, there's there's not a lot of money out there for students unless you borrow, and that's not a good option. But can I challenge I mean, something? Can I challenge something real quick? Yeah. Um, you don't got to go make something of yourself. You already got worth right now. Yeah. Okay. And you got. Mm -hmm. you, I think that fire under your butt, honestly, is how burned you are. Because you looked at somebody and you said, I do. And he said, I do. And then he left. Well, I mean, that's that's not something that I'm really focusing on here in the future. That's kind of past is past. But now, like, I did. Past is past, except it's so caught up in your throat, you can hardly speak. That's right. There's a great quote that says, you may be through the past, but the past isn't through with you. And if you don't heal from that, where you can talk about it and think about it without your body getting overcome, then it's going to haunt you. And what it's going to do, it's going to shoot you like a rocket ship into some life-altering decisions, like getting two hundred and fifty or $300,000 in the hole and not knowing what, 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 day, what, what direction is up or down. And maybe not even finishing and getting the DVM. That's right. Not everybody that starts vet school finishes vet school. Not everybody that finishes vet school yeah. passes their boards and becomes a veterinarian. And so... Um, and it's it's uh, harder you, than medical school is from what I hear. It is. One of my friends that's a vet um, says when you're in medical school, you only have to learn one set of anatomy. He said, I have to learn a whole bunch of them. So he makes fun of doctors. And uh, it's very difficult and uh, intellectually difficult and... Uh, and you love animals, obviously. It becomes a mo an emotional process, too. Um, so, Luna, the answer to your question is no, you cannot borrow on a trust unless the trust has uh, written into it the uh, that option. I'm going to bet you that this one does not. 
And uh, can they release? Uh, who is the trust? Your grandparents formed the trust uh, for their money to leave to their grandkids. Yeah, their grandkids and their children. Yeah. Okay. And how much like, is in the trust? Um, I think it was down a little bit right now, but it was like two point seven million dollars. So your part's like two hundred seventy thousand. So it would fund you going to school. Okay, so if you talk yeah. to your grandfather, he could just choose to take you out of the trust and take 270000 and pay for your school. And you no longer okay. would be in the trust. Okay? Uh, he could choose to do that legally. Uh, you want me to tell you what I think is going to happen? You're not going to like it. Well, yeah, but... Uh, I think your grandfather loves you. Answers. I think your grandfather loves you. And he's going to see how fragile you are and that you're probably not in really good emotional shape right now to go take on something like the Battle of Vet School. It's going to take a lot more strength than you've exhibited in this call to do that. And I'm not picking on you, honey. I think you've been hurt and you're still hurting. And I want you to have some healing and be going at vet school from strength rather than from weakness. And I got a feeling your grandpa might say that. Does that sound like something he might say? Maybe, but I also skipped over the part where I went to, like, therapy, and I was in the hospital for a while doing inpatient and outpatient. Like, yeah. and, and here's the thing. So, I'm so sorry. Here, here's the thing, sweetie. I, I've, I'm pretty I've been, well balanced now. I've been a, I, I've, I've been a, I've taught doctoral students. I've walked them through their dissertation. I've worked with law students. I've worked with medical students. Like, I need you to hear what Dave's saying, that probably uh-huh. the greatest gift you could give yourself is to get a one if not two jobs where you are working really close with animals because it's what you love um and do that hour in hour out day after day week after week month after month and make sure you love this and for two or three years and let yourself have some distance because um the lady we're talking to is having trouble going through the conversation much less through three years of vet school and this okay, is two honey. guys who both love so our we dogs. Love, we, and we, we love great you. Vets. We want you to win. I want you to win. I'm not trying to be a dream killer. I'm trying to be a nightmare killer. Yeah. And I got a feeling if your grandpa loves you and if he's wise, he will deny your request. Yeah. Not because he's being mean, but because he's going to hear and see what we're hearing and seeing. That's my guess. Now, again, you're just a radio show. We've only talked to you for two minutes, honey. But you sound very hurt and very fresh and very raw in talking to you and that's not a that's not saying you haven't done hard work already but you've got some more to, uh, you got some more healing to do is what it sounds like and if we're wrong we're wrong you go do what you want to do honey uh you're a grown up you're allowed to do what you want to do you called us and we're going to tell you the truth cuz we love you here's a here, here even uh, if it's not what you want to hear i'm going to give you this analogy um i've met with countless people over the years who are sick and tired of being overweight and they say today is the day like that I start. None of those folks are going to be successful if the next day they start running a marathon. That's not how that works. They start walking around their neighborhood. They hire a personal trainer and slowly start lifting weights. It's a slow, gradual process. It's going to take time because you have to heal. You have to change your entire way of doing life. And to build your muscle tone. That's right. You got to build your body. And so... Um, I want you to hear me a day save say later, not now. Yeah, it's not, this not, is not, not you not can't never, do this number. Not never, not, not now. right now. Not yeah. right now. 
And you're going to know a whole lot more about you and a whole lot more about this career path if you'll go do what John said, and that's become a vet tech and just go in there and love animals every day and get paid and pay your bills and get paid and love animals and pay your bills and get paid and smile and get in the morning, read your Bible and sit on the back porch with a cup of coffee and uh, watch the sun come up and know that everything's going to be okay. And you do that a little while longer and, you know, uh, the past will be a little bit more in your rearview mirror. And again, I'm not discounting or putting down all the work you've done so far, the hospital, the therapist, all that. I'm just telling you, reflecting back to you what we heard in three minutes on the radio, honey. And I also, so, I got a buddy who's about as gentle as I know how to who, be. Yeah, yeah, who runs a vet clinic, and he's always talking about they're trying to hire good vets. And so I can even see a scenario where you are a vet tech for a couple of years, and some vet looks at you and says, "I'll help you go through school. I'll pay for it if um, you sign a five-year deal with me or something." And so, yeah, man, you may go. figure something out there. Ding ding, and the situation might change with the trust over time. If uh, your grandparents passed, the 10% could be coming to you while you're doing all of this. And instead of you going up to your eyeballs in debt in this situation and then maybe not able to play through. This is The Ramsey Show. Okay, let's clear something up. If you listen to the show for 10 seconds, you know we hate debt. And some people just, for some reason, don't hear that. I don't know. They think you need debt and credit cards to build your credit because you need a credit score to buy a house, right? Wrong. Truth is, if you're living a debt-free lifestyle, eventually you won't have any credit score. So when you're ready to buy a house, you got to find a good lender like Churchill Mortgage who can do what's called manual underwriting. And that's where they personally review your financial history to approve you for a mortgage. Like we did before there was a FICO score. We actually made sure you had a freaking job and stuff. <laughs> so, wow. What a concept. Yeah. So this way you get to avoid the whole credit score game where you borrow money to raise your score so you can borrow money so you can raise your score so you can borrow money so you can raise your score so you borrow money so you can raise your score so you borrow money. Sounds like fun if you're a bank. Or a dog chasing its tail. That one too. You know, <laughs> which are usually dizzy. Uh, no pun intended it might sound crazy to some people but the best plan for your future is avoid debt get a real estate agent it will help you find a house you can actually afford get it paid off as soon as possible and we recommend agents who are ramsey trusted these are agents that are high octane high protein uh they didn't get their license last week and they're not your uncle charlie who's guilt tripping you this is your freaking house it's the largest asset you have so you can buy a house without a credit score, and you can work with an absolute professional, and you need to. RamseySolutions.com slash agent to get a Ramsey-trusted real estate agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Nathan in Oklahoma City, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, just got a question for you. So I'm 28 years old, and I just hit baby step seven about seven months ago. Boom! Wow. And I'm uh, thank you. And I'm currently like rebuilding my emergency and stuff because I deleted my accounts for being debt free. And I'm just kind of curious where to go now because I'm kind of lost with the whole like where to invest my money um, right now. What accounts uh, putting, did you delete? Hold on. What what accounts did you delete? Well, my like my checking and my savings. Like okay. I cleared them all so I could be debt free, pay off the house. Okay. And, now that I'm 100% debt-free, I've got my six months emergency saved, and now I am investing in my, um, well, I have two Roth accounts, one through work, and then a Roth uh, IRA. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Good. 
and then I and then I do ten uh, percent my TSP, mm-hmm. um, and apart from that, um, I'm just you know kind of saving money and living living life every day, really. But I need a goal, and my goal is to get more money. But that seems really kind of boring, <laughs> honestly. I mean, just to do it that way. And I'm not 100% sure uh, if that's doing the right thing. You're, in, you're wanna... in danger. Nathan, you're in danger. Okay. You're in danger of messing all this up. Gotcha. Because the fastest way to get rich is boring. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you go screwing around with get rich quick, trying to be cool, you're going to yeah. lose all of the progress you have made. And, and you got gotcha. the, you know, one of the things I ran into when I first started coaching wealthy people years ago was they had this latent guilt, like I've got $2 million, but I don't feel like I'm doing it right. Like there must be something sophisticated. These smart people are doing stuff. I don't know how to do. And they're the ones with the $2 million and they're doing very simplistic, primitive, basic things. And they got wealthy, but they, you know, they certainly did not buy crypto. <laughs> right. Right. You know, they certainly are not doing nothing down Tic Tac real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not trying to get rich. Quick. They're not trying to do a a double uh, a double helix backflip family partnership that they read about on Instagram because it's uh-huh. a surefire way to lose your butts. What it is, you know? I mean, come on. Yeah. So just yeah. puts just slow. You, you know, tortoise the tortoise and the hare. The hare was the sexy, cool one. He lost the race. Uh-huh. The tortoise was ugly and steady and predictable and boring. Right. <laughs> Please be boring. Well, now, Dave, all of us tortoises don't have to be ugly now. <laughs> <laughs> you done got personal, Dave. But yeah, no. Uh, and, and seriously, but the, uh, I mean, the, the point being the plan yeah. is... All, all of your smart friends who are broke but wear clothes they can't afford, drive cars they can't afford, and go on vacations they can't afford, all of your smart friends will make fun of your tortoise plan. That's right. That's right. But they're the sexy hares. They're the ones, that, the, the, the rabbit that's cool. They like all the look. You know, they, they look like they got it all together, and they got nothing, 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 nada. It's almost like. Got a headache. That's all they yeah. got. It's almost like we want there to be like this secret of the wealthy that only a few people can get their hands on. And then I I really wanted that because I'm really smart uh at math. Uh And so I knew if it was complicated and difficult, I could do it. That must be it. I would be able to do it. (laughs) And so just show me the complicated double backflip barrel of fish hooks. and I'll get it. I'll be able to do it. (laughs) Pride comes right before the fall. Right before it. Nope. Any any Joe can do it. You just got to be steady, boring. You know consistent now what you can what you can do is you can pay very close attention to your accounts mm-hmm. and just go okay yeah I'm going to be steady but I'm also going to make sure that sucker's maximizing. That's right. That is I'm not going to be ADD. I'm not going to take my hand off the wheel, hand off the wheel, hand off the wheel. I'm going to drive straight through, but I'm going to be very diligent and go okay this this accounts for this, this accounts for that, and I'm I, and I'm goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are things that you are, Nathan, that are very good. And obviously, I was being a little bit dramatic to make sure you got the message, but uh-huh. but you've done very well. Now, I would also say in his situation, we 
we recommend everybody work with a smart vester pro or somebody mm-hmm. with their investments. Mm-hmm. But a guy like him really needs that accountability yeah. to not get like, oh, the market's being weird, or I feel like I can, my guy told me about this thing over here. I need to be he's, trying. He's not going to function in fear. He's going to make he's going to make bad decisions out of greed. Mm. Well, that, even that's, still, that's where that's where that's why I was stopping him on because I know that guy because I was him. Yeah, because I because I, I'm smart. I I, I, don't, I don't. This is too slow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's that's about the time you're about to step on it. So just Oof. you don't get something on your shoe. Jonathan's in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, Jonathan, what's up? Hi, Dave. Thank you guys for sure. taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Um, I'm getting my way through these baby steps, and I'm trying to think of ways to get through faster. Um, I've also developed my career goals and educational goals, and I just wanted your uh, opinion. Um, I have a project car that I've had for about three years now. I haven't been able to get much done on it, and I'm wondering if I should sell it. Um, so just wondering what you guys think. I'm not sure, but I think in the 30 seconds we've been together, you told me your goals have changed. Um, what do you mean? What? Like from the time, three years ago when you bought this car, you had a goal of doing a project car. And I think today you don't have the same goal. You have other goals that are a priority over the car. Yeah, I absolutely love this car. Um, I didn't ask that. I just said your goals have changed. Uh, I probably love the car, but I don't have a goal of owning it because I don't even know what it is yet, but I probably like it. (laughs) What is it? Uh, It's a 1986 uh, Z31 Nissan 300ZX. Really? Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. What What are you doing? To, what are you supposed to be doing to it? Um. Well, it's pretty solid mechanically, but um, ever since I've owned it, I've had people drive in, and it's gotten pretty dinged up and depreciated. Um. So basically, just I wanted to do a rebuild, but I'm trying to pay off this debt. Yeah, but it's know, a it's a bo- it's a body rebuild. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, the car so. I think the car served its purpose. I thought I heard you okay. say that in between all these other things. I have new educational goals. I have mm-hmm. investment goals. I have these other goals. When I bought the car, I didn't have those goals. Now I've got some competing goals, and the car's further down on the list. Did yeah, I hear that? That's it. Your priorities changed. Car car that, went is, down the list. Is that right, Jonathan? Yeah, it, and also the time and effort it would take to yeah. you know yeah. get it done. Yeah. You know. and I'd rather be working on my educational goal. There's your answer. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I thought I heard that in there. You know, so, <laughs> I, I, there's project car on every corner. Most people drive project cars. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sell it just because you'd rather do other things, I think. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ashley's in Nashville. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, So I just wanted to get your opinion 
Um, I have a friend that does your all's program as well as I've been doing it since 2020. I'm still in baby step two. Um, and we've discussed it a few times, but I'm just not sure of my decision. So, um, in 2019, we adopted our son and then a year later, um, our marriage fell apart and we split up. So fast forward to now, um, we've been to court two times over custody issues a lot of nonsense really his dad's just really hard to get along with um so but in those two times it's cost me around 20 to twenty-five thousand dollars in court returning fees and everything else so um i'm trying to just gain some traction on um maybe preparing for that in the future because I feel like it's not going away and still being able to pay off my debt. I really just don't know what to do. Mm. I'm sorry, Ashley. That's really, yeah, that's a, that's a really hard situation. Um, how much, how much money do you make a year? Um, so I work as much overtime as I can. Um, I tried to, last year I made around a hundred, a hundred thousand. And then, um, this year it's probably going to be between 80 and 90. Okay. What do you do? I'm a nurse. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, how much, how much debt in general do you have? Um, all together is probably around 90,000. Um, it's a mixture of vehicles, uh, to, well, my vehicle alone and then um i have some credit cards and a line of credit at the bank what do you owe in your car uh 25 okay All right. so you have ninety thousand in debt and 25 of its car and then how much of its credit cards um around nine thousand okay so the rest of it is what um, I have a line of credit, which is around 20000 that I opened up uh, to pay for court fees. Um, and I'm not sure. I can't think of anything else. So I might be okay, that's only forty five. That's only 54000 So I have another vehicle in my name, but I don't pay for it. So that's another forty-eight thousand, but that's not mine. It's what in the world? Who, who? What is that? It's his truck, but he makes all the payments on that. It doesn't cost me anything, but we went in together to get it. So, so your name is on the? Is it on the deed? On the on the loan? On the title of the truck? Yeah, yeah. But the divorce decree gave him the truck, and you're supposed to pay it, or he's supposed to pay it. So that's not his. No, that's like my fiance that I have now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, so you have a so you're you, you you're bought engaged. a truck for your fiance for fifty thousand dollars. So we went in together. I didn't necessarily buy it for him. Um, we it's something that we just done together. He needed you to co-sign it. No. No, he's, I mean, he's doing good with his money. You know, he, he no, he's actually, not. He, he took out a $50,000 truck loan. He's not doing yeah. good with his money. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I why are you on the loan? Uh, because, I mean, we're, we're getting married, and, um, I just, I, I don't know. It was, when are you getting married? 
Uh, hopefully within the next year. Okay. In the, in the whole story that you told us that has a lot of uh, tragedy and sadness, this thing then jumps up as super stupid and crazy. Right. Like a $50,000 truck while you're fighting and don't have the money to pay and you have to take out a line of credit. And, and the best idea y'all got to go in debt for 50 grand on a truck while you're trying to keep a dadgum child in, in a custody battle ongoing with a crazy ex. Yeah. This truck is crazy. Nuts. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So you're getting married. When did you say? Probably within a year. Okay. Uh, Why are you waiting? Um, Honestly, because everything's just been so crazy with my ex for the past two years. And I've dealt with um, anxiety and depression. Um, my son has a lot of issues he was uh, now, born with. None of that's changing in a year. I'm sorry? None of that is changing in a year. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've just, we just not, I don't know, just anxiety and depression on my side. Mm-hmm. And my main focus being my son. Mm-hmm. Right, that's just not been at okay. the top of the list, I guess. Okay. You you called and asked us for help, and we love you, and we want you to win. And we're sad that you're having to fight to keep your baby, okay? Now, yes. then I'm going to tell you some hard stuff. Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. Sell the stupid truck. Get married. Now. Mm-hmm. Or don't. But don't wait around on some mythical island to come sailing up, some mythical ship to come sailing up to your island when everything's going to be right. Because the things you've been facing, part of your anxiety and part of the things you've been facing with mental health stuff is not just your ex. It's this pile of stuff on you and all of these un uh, untied knots, knots that need to be tied. Okay. Right. You don't have closure on anything. All these open-ended things, or there's open-ended this, open-ended that, open-ended this. There's no closure anywhere, and that creates angst. It creates anxiety. So, um, yeah, you've got to get some some predictable order, not chaos. To, the more areas of your life you can get non-chaos in, the, the faster your anxiety is going to drop. I'm not a mental health professional. Dr. John Deloney is. I've just heard him say that, so I said it, okay? But that's the yeah. truth, okay? Mm-hmm. So... And these, you know, and, and the debt and the pile of debt you guys have, you have, and now you guys with this $50,000 truck is part of where your anxiety is coming from because you don't, you feel trapped and now you're, you're worried about the next time the crazy ex comes at you. How are we going to cover that? Meantime, I got a $48,000 truck note. Okay. And I know he takes care of it, Ashley, but, I don't the, but, care. The, but the truth is though, if he doesn't, it's on you then. And right? so you're so, carrying this around your neck. You feel it in your between your shoulder blades. You feel the weight of it. And that's part of the anxiety. You can't keep from doing that, by the way. It's just how your body and your mind and your spirit works. So, yeah, if I if you were my little sister or, or my daughter, I would tell you, get married and sell the truck by the weekend or run this mm-hmm. guy off and sell the truck by the weekend. But paint or get off the ladder. Right. Okay. That's what I would tell you to do if I loved you. And I do. So I want you to do that. Okay. And then we want you to, 
uh, take this wonderful income you have, and you have a fabulous career choice because you'll always have a job and you can always make money when you're a nurse. It's just a great and, job. And actually, I would sell your car. Honestly, I would get any level uh, yeah. of traction for twenty five thousand. I'm like, you can get a used ten thousand dollars, whatever it is. But just, I would, I would get out of that. How hard would you work? How crazy would you go to have twenty thousand dollars in the bank and no debt? So next time Crazy X comes around, you can punch him in the nose with a lawyer. Right. Well, that's that, what I thought I was doing this last time. But. Exactly. And now, but you didn't. You went over the car lot with your goober fiance and bought a truck right. okay so you went the other way so i want you to sell everything in sight work like crazy people live on beans and rice rice and beans get married and let's get the build, credit card debt paid off i mean all of it yeah. yeah start getting some traction with that debt payoff ashley and i think you're going to start to feel more in control because you are that's why you'll feel that way because you're going to run the chaos off and drive order in and and build a build a tra- build a war chest to go to war And then you can fight for this baby. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. We're going to talk about you right in front of you, baby. Open phones at 888-825-5225. The call is free, and some say it's worth exactly what you pay for it. Kim is with us. Kim is in Asheville, North Carolina, starting off this hour. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hello. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Okay, so I have a question. Um, We hired a gentleman to do our taxes in March of this year, and we ended up hiring him to do financial planning for us as well. And after hiring him to do that, we discovered that he had filed bankruptcy twice and had been sued for writing a bad check. When? My question is, um, well, he filed bankruptcy in 2019 was his last one. That was the second one. And the, it said the certified financial planning board revoked his right to use their certification mark. Hmm. And then he also was sued for writing a bad check to a moving company. Recently? And that was um, in 2018. And so we had already paid him a large fee to use him for financial planning. And I guess my question is, should this be of concern to us? We have discussed this with him. What did he say? He says that we don't understand what it's like to run our own business. Um, And just basically was, you know, he was very rude about it and said his business would go on with or without us. Ooh. Uh, I want my money back. I'm leaving. I don't care about the bankruptcy. If you're butt, I don't want to work with you. Right, and he you, you don't get to be rude back. to me about this. You're self, you're self, you're defensive, mm-hmm. which means that, yeah, yeah. I, he was I, I've been I've been sued and I filed bankruptcy, but if you ask me about it, I'll just tell you. I almost feel like you not, have not to, last week, but I mean, I'll just tell you, right? I almost feel like you open he, with that if you're if, if that's part of your story, that's what's informed you to this right. point. He claimed that he told us in the contract, well. I made him send that back to us because it disappeared after we signed it and we couldn't see our own copy. So he sent it to me a couple of weeks ago. There was a link that we could click in small print 
about this. How so much it, did you it, pay it, this guy? $1,500. Okay. Will he refund you or not? He will not. Okay. I'm walking yeah, anyway. We've talked I'm walking him on anyway. Occasion. I'm walking anyway. Well, yeah, we told him we were walking because we don't trust him yeah. and just because of his attitude. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not the like thing, it's the attitude. Okay, because here's right. the thing. Okay, let's say the moving company tore up 17 of his items, and then they would, then they wanted to, you know, and then he unpacked it and found a vase that they were responsible for. They don't want to refund him for the broken vase, so he stops payment on the check. They sue him. Well, that's a valid well, story. Sure. Right. He also, he told me that he didn't, he settled that check. I said, well, you didn't settle it or they wouldn't have sued you. Yeah. Well, um, it's the attitude is the thing. It's like, look, hey, if I were in your – here's the proper way to answer this question if I'm him. If I were in your shoes, I'd have these exact same concerns. I'm happy to tell you the details. Okay, here's what happened in this situation, and here's what happened in that situation. And the bankruptcy was not – you don't understand what it's like to run a business. The bankruptcy was I did some stupid butt things, I learned from it, and I'm not doing them anymore. Mm-hmm. The check was the moving company misbehaved, and I used that as leverage, and it got out of hand – and they sued me, but they had no basis. The judge threw it out. Yeah, he blamed his ex-wife for the bad check. I, I don't care. You see what I'm saying? That yeah, If you had gone that way, then he would have redeemed his credibility. If he'd have been smarter mm-hmm. and done what Jade said and said up front what was going on, it's part of your story, that's yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's what we felt. But I've, I've been sued for things that I didn't do, that they made up in an effort to try to basically use the court system to blackmail me to settle with them. I refuse to settle with them. So that gets all in the news. So you can look up Dave Ramsey got sued, but the mm-hmm. basis of the lawsuits are zero. Didn't absolutely did not occur, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can sue somebody for anything in America. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind telling you that that's happened. Okay. Um, but well, I, but I've still got, gonna... you know, I've still got, if you want to be pissed at Dave Ramsey randomly, you can find places on the internet that I did all kinds of things I didn't do. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, you know, he said he was going to sue the Certified Financial Planning Board. For Good luck with that. Per- yeah, and I was like, how can you do that? Yeah, he just sounds a little. I don't. I really don't like his attitude. I don't like that he's defensive. He sounds yeah. like he's pointing the finger, blaming. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a fun work environment yeah, for you to work with. This I'm guy. walking away. Right, I, yeah. think, well, I think. I think. I think you should walk away. And you yeah. already had walked away, so you already knew the answer to the question. Yeah, she did. Well, she probably wanted to know if there was some way she could force him to get the money back, but I, I wouldn't put any effort into it. I'd just move on. I don't think you're going to turn him into not being a jerk. Yeah. I think he's already got that one down. Well, if he hasn't done any work for them yet in that capacity, uh, I feel like a good person would say, hey, you didn't know this. We haven't what, started even, this yet. Here's your money even back. A, even a not good person knows that some customers are worth more, are more trouble than they're worth. Mm-hmm. And if I'm her and I disagree with her, I mean, if I'm him and I disagree yeah. with her, she's more trouble than she's worth. Yeah. Here's your money back. Yeah, go away. Even yeah. if I even if, even if I'm not a good person, mm-hmm. it's just it's worth the just to get rid of them. Absolutely. You know, we fire a customer around here that misbehaves every so often. They you can't call here and cuss at our people. We don't allow you to do that. Yeah. We give you your money back. Tell you go away. Mm-hmm. You know that's all right. I don't I don't put up with your junk because some customer service uh, people in America their whole job is to get cussed at by rageaholics oh, all day terrible. long. That's terrible. And we don't our our customer service people. I tell them listen and just tell them no. Yeah. Say so we don't wait a minute wait a minute we don't talk like that here. You're not doing that. You just. Call somewhere else and be pissed off. Take your money and that you were going to use here and use it for counseling. You need it. You know, that kind of, just move on, right? But, yeah, I mean, it, it's even if you're on the other side of it, it's worth it to get rid of them. And mm-hmm. I don't think Kim's that. I think Kim's figured this out. Um, yeah. 
the sad thing is, is that now she's questioning all financial people or planners. Yeah, or, whether or, or not they're trustworthy. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, I, you know, SmartVestor Pro will sit down with you. They don't charge you a thing because they make a commission yep. off of uh, selling you a mutual fund for mm-hmm. your for your Roth IRA or your kid's college fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't make anything unless they sell you something. So people are all suspect about that, but they're the good ones. They do mm-hmm. it with the heart of a teacher. That's why we endorse SmartVestor Pros. Uh, we don't have any fee-based financial planners in our system. Yeah. They're upfront fees. Uh, not because I'm mad at them. They just don't like us that, because yeah, I endorse mutual sense. funds. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And, um, you know, because here's the thing. There's a thing in the financial world. It's worth talking about this in the 20 seconds we've got called the fiduciary. And you see yes. it on, there's, there's one company running, and they're lying about it on their TV ad during uh, football. I saw it uh, last two or three weekends. I can't think what it's called. A little green sign in the background. But, like, we are fiduciaries. We are fiduciaries. We don't make anything unless you make something. We are fiduciary. No, mm. a, the word fiduciary means a person of trust. Can you trust someone that gets a commission? Yes. If they're trustworthy, they- all real estate agents are commission-based fiduciaries and they should put your interest first yeah they just they did but just because you get paid when they make a sale doesn't mean you can't have integrity that's right that's absurd so that's the financial world right now this is the ramsey show all right let's cut to the chase it's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates but when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way you'll have confidence to make smart decisions ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling they're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day find a ramsey trusted agent near you at ramseysolutions.com agent ramseysolutions.com agent George Campbell, Ramsey Personality, is our co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thanks for being with us, America. We're here to serve you. Our joy comes when we can show you what to do, and then you actually go do it, and it causes you to win. Bing, bing. That's how that works. That's um, that's what this has been about for 30-plus years now, and it continues to be. Jody is with us in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Jody. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi there. Hey, what's up? I, well, I'm kind of embarrassed to ask this question, but I am a 50-year-old widow who has been widowed for 15 years. Um, I have helped put my children through college, and I have no retirement. So I am ready to start retirement, and I don't even know where to begin and how much to put in. Uh, there's nothing embarrassing about any of that. It sounds it sounds well, like good. you're you a make wo- me feel good. <laughs> sounds like you're a wonderful person. We just need to get on the ball, right? Yes. Yeah. So, what do you make? I make about. I was just sitting here figuring this out. Um, I bring home about thirty six thousand take home a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your income somewhere around in the low forties, uh, maybe forty five. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you do? I am a social worker. Okay. All right. And uh, do you have any debt? I do not. Your house is paid for? Yes. Well, that's great news. That means most of your income can go toward investing. So you have zero saved right now, right? What do you have in the bank? 
Well, here's what I have. I have my uh, emergency fund of a thousand dollars. I have my three months. I have three months of my emerge or for my you know in case something happens. Um, but that's about all I have at this point. So I'm I'm on the Dave Ramsey boat. I just I'm scared. I it's to a point to where sometimes I cry because I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm. You know, mm. because I don't know, because when my husband passed away, you know, I used like life insurance and all that kind of stuff to pay my house off. So, yeah. you know, we had a roof over our head and all that kind of stuff because my kids were seven and 10 when all of this happened. Wow. Well, and, you've yeah, had a lot of life happen. It's been hard. I totally yeah, understand. <laughs> We're not here to beat you up. We want to give you some good next steps to take. And uh, if you're following the baby steps now, that puts you at baby step four because you have no debt, fully funded emergency fund. And really it's step seven because you have a paid for house. And so now the kids right. are, their school's paid for. We got to put our own mask now, uh, put our own mask on. And that looks like investing for retirement as aggressively as possible. Do you have a right. retirement plan through your employer? Here's what I have, and I I didn't know what route to go, but there's a 403B. Okay. I don't know much about that. I've kind of looked, you know. Do they have a match? No. Okay. I would not do that then. I would first do. Okay. I mean, I may do some there, but we would first do a Roth IRA. Okay. Just a plain Roth, not a traditional Roth. A Roth. So what I want you to do is go to RamseySolutions.com and click on SmartVestor and get a smart investor mm-hmm. pro in your area to sit down with you and they can help you run some calculations. Okay. okay. Now, let me All give right. you an example. You bring home $3,000 a month. You do not have right. any bills except survival bills. You have no debt, no rent, no nothing. Okay. Correct. If mm-hmm. you were to save, invest $1,000 a month for 15 years, at 65, you're going to have right around a half a million dollars, right around $500,000. Really? Yeah. Okay. What this means is not that you're rich, and it's really not right. enough, but it's enough mm-hmm. to make sure you're not cold and hungry. Right. Because it will produce then, let's just get, let's just reverse engineer this, which is very interesting. Okay. Let's pretend it produced 10% a year on the mutual funds after that and that you retired and had no retirement income and i suspect you probably have a retirement with your government agency don't you that they furnish you a pension uh yeah actually uh my husband i get a pension off of him but that thing yeah but do you get a pension from your work when you retire no okay um, it's just social security I pay into. Yeah, 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 absolutely, which is nothing, which is horrible, but that's okay. All right, no. so if you had a half a million at 65 mm-hmm. or 67 or whatever, and it was invested at 10%, 10% of 500000 is 50000 a year. Right. Without touching the nest egg, without touching the goose, it will lay 50,000 golden eggs a year. Wow. And so you'd actually be making more at retirement than you are now. So No kidding. So you're going to be okay. That's the point. You're not going to be rich, but even if if my numbers are off a little bit, and they might be one way or another, actually they probably are off in this case because you probably will not be making $36,000 for the rest of your life. You'll probably be making more. 
and so you could invest right. probably more later. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah. The no, I did that based on $1,000 in your current income. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I want you to sit down with a SmartVestor Pro, and we don't know how the scenarios will compare to actual life, but you can run some scenarios like I just did just to get the idea that I don't have to cry. Because <laughs> if you'll yeah. start now, Jody, and you'll start investing close to $1,000 or more than $1,000 a month, you get your budget tight and you do that, you're going to be okay. Thank Matter of fact, you you're going to so be better much. than okay. That makes me that makes me cry just being happy. Yeah. So I want you to sit down, yeah. but it also needs to make you get on the budget and do it. It also mean, means yeah. you to get on the phone and get on with those smart investor pros and go sit down with them and learn. And let's get this stuff started. Not next week, not next year. Now. Now. Okay. Right now. Because every day you put this off, it gets harder. If you put it off a right. year, it's going to take 1200 Yeah. Don't put it off anymore. You put it off as long as you can. The fuse is burning. So I want you scared enough that I scare you into action, but I don't want you terrified anymore so you're paralyzed. I got it. I'm on it. I'm doing it today. I love you. You're awesome. Call us back and let us know how it's going, okay? Okay. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sweet lady. Love that. She just needed a little motivation that she's not doing as as bad as she thought she was, and the time to start is today. What's interesting about what we do for a living when we talk about getting out of debt or we talk about building wealth, numbers actually give you a result that gives you hope when you run math okay you know got a hundred thousand dollars in debt i'm never going to get out what's thirty three thousand a year for three years i mean it's twenty six hundred bucks a month and you make a hundred fifty thousand shut your winding up you know all of a sudden the numbers give you give you hope right the math gives you hope in her case it's thousand dollars a month and for for the next 15 years and not missing a month and getting started immediately and getting good returns and good mutual funds, which probably that 403B does not have. Mm. That's why I directed her away from that. You know, let's go first to the Roth IRA. With more control, more options. A lot better options, a lot better mutual fund options out there. Now, I can be off, and if you all want to argue with my numbers, that's fine, argue with my numbers. But here's the point. Get with it, you know. And, and you know, I might be – if I'm half wrong, she's still going to have twenty five, $26,000 a month coming in uh, or twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars a year coming in, uh, versus nothing, which your little plan, you critique critic people out there creates nothing. That's what critics create. Nothing. Well, the new one, Dave is, well, a million dollars isn't enough anymore, Dave. That means a half million dollars is half of not enough, but it's more than you got. If you be broke and crying about it. Hello. So. Yeah, we'd love for you to have multiple millions, but I mean, in this case, you could see five hundred thousand would still change your life. The way she's g- the only way she's going to get to over a million is she's going to raise her income substantially, mm. so she could invest twice as much. Because two thousand a month yeah. for fifteen years at twelve percent, my mutual funds have averaged twelve percent for the last thirty years. My personal portfolio, and I'm not a genius. The market has averaged eleven point eight percent in the S and P. So, by God, shut up and go do it. You know, so could you could you end up with a million dollars in fifteen years? Yes, two grand a month. That's it, roughly. I mean, there it is. Ding ding. This is the Ramsey Show. Do you listen to the Ramsey Show for motivation? 
You want to know what's even more motivating? Attending a Ramsey event, the ultimate motivational experience that's fully focused on helping you eliminate money stress. Join us for the Total Money Makeover Weekend on May 10th and 11th in Nashville and leave money stress at the door for good. Podcast listeners use the code 50OFF to save $50 on standard level tickets. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. By the way, guys, our award-winning documentary, Borrowed Future, about the absurdity of the entire student loan epic failure is a uh, is available for free on YouTube. Uh, you can watch it other places and pay for it, but it's free on YouTube. So go, go there and check it. You can also probably check it out on Ramsey Solutions. I imagine we've got it on the website. But uh, either way, borrowed future. Uh, oddly enough, um, Dr. John Deloney is one of the guests on the documentary back when he was in higher ed. We interviewed him before he was a Ramsey personality. So that that's um, – you, you didn't know that was your interview for the new position. I did, did not know I was I was it was a job interview. You'll have an <laughs> uncanny way of interviewing you without you knowing. But I do think it's uh, without I, applying. You know? I do think it's important to note. Um, I mean, when we look at what's happening today, y'all called this back in 2019 when you made the documentary. Y'all yeah. called it. This is we see the train coming, and it's going to hit us, and it's on its way. Yep, for sure. Kenzie is with us in Tacoma, Washington. Hi, Kenzie. How are you? Hi, how are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? So, okay, so I've been, my husband and I have been on your plan off and on, but we are, um, we've paid off all our debt at one point, and then I was stupid, got back into it, um, but we're like scorched earth, you know, really, really on this plan to get out of debt. And one of the driving forces is, we want to cash flow our kids' college. Well, and this is like the perfect day listening to all of these um, these kids having or adults having to pay for college again, all their all their stuff. Anyways, um, I have told my kids I have a 21, 19, and a 17 year old girls, and I've told them since they were in middle school we will pay for college, but you have to live at home, and you have to go to a school that we approve of. You have to have good grades but we will cash flow your school. We're not doing that. We have been very transparent about the struggle we've had with debt, the, um, the night, you know, the sleep that we yeah, lost, everything fine. like that. I, we, I did the same thing. Vocal. I did the same thing except the live at home part. Why do, why do you, why yeah. do you add that? You have to live at home. But, um, because if you, I don't pay for other people's rent. So there, where I live, there are so many colleges within 20 minutes of our home that there is no reason for you to not live at home. Okay. So and it's your money and those you, are your rules. What's your question? So my daughter refuses to stay home and go to school. She wants to go to um, a state school, but she wants to go to WSU, which is over in Pullman, which is six hours away. Cool. And they require you to live on campus. And the, you have to have the food program, which is about um, 2500 to $4,000 a year. So she's opting um, out. Of, hold on. She's op, this is very simple. She's opting out of your, out of your rules. She opted out. Yes. 
Yes. And it's, it's just, it's, it, it's very it, difficult for me. It, it, like, no, <laughs> absolutely. And I've dealt with, um, my entire career has been spent sitting with parents and you drew a hard, hard line, a very hard line. And you very said, clear line, a very clear line. This is the way this is going to be. And she said, cool, I'm going that way. And so the other side of a very clear, very firm, hard line is other people can say, well, then I don't want anything to do with that boundary. And But that doesn't obligate you to pay. No, it doesn't mean you She gets none thing. of your money, right? Yeah. No, like I said, I would help with some groceries. No, 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 no. She but, gets none of your money. That's the rule you set up. None of your yeah, money. Yes. No, but she opted like, out. What, but it's like the it, it kills me when you see your kid running yep. into. It's really like, it's really heartbreaking to watch people you love do stupid butt things, but you don't get to vote anymore once they're adults. And the same is if your parents started spending their money and they were in their eighties, and it's heartbreaking um, because they keep sending money overseas to somebody who cares about what I mean. Or your best friend buys a hundred thousand dollars worth of crypto because he's an idiot. I mean, you can't stop him from doing it. One of the it. hardest things is is when you love somebody and they're doing hard things that are you know are not going to be good for them. And so also if she signs up for all these, like all of these loans and things because she has nothing saved, she is not doing She has to pay him back. Not, She's making a choice. Do I have to? Do I have no, to? You're no, you're not liable. You're not liable. Don't sign anything. I refuse to oh, participate no. in your insanity. I love you too much to buy your cocaine. You're an addict. Okay. She opted out. She opted out. See, she thinks this is the reason we're being so strong on this. I know what she thinks. She thinks you're going to give her money anyway. And I can't. I have two other girls that doesn't out, she? I does she think that? She she does think that, but yeah. I'm like I have to hold true because mm-hmm. my oldest moved out, so we stopped school. Yeah. Our middle one is staying home. We're paying for school. Yep. So we have to stay true to what we've said. It's unfair to the other two for you to not have integrity. Correct. Zero help. Now, yeah. listen, the one thing I have learned, and it is the I think it's the hardest stage of parenting, is being a parent to people who are grown up. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're allowed to vote now. I can't tell them what to do anymore. I can't use my dad voice. It no longer mm-hmm. works. I can only use it on the radio on a listener, but I can't use it on my kids. <laughs> but uh that doesn't even work there actually but uh you know i can't use my dad voice anymore not not even the dog listens to my dad voice anymore it's just gone i I lost my dad voice it goes Mm -hmm. uh, you know i have to use persuasion with everyone now Mm -hmm. and so my grown kids get the exact same approach when i disagree with them that one of my good friends would get i either just stand back and watch and hold my nose or I sit down beside them and I go, you know, I love you. And I've got some ideas here of some dumb things I've done in the past. And it kind of looks like some of the stuff you're thinking about doing. Uh, would you like some advice from an older, wiser friend? If you say no, then I have to shut up. But if you say yes, I'll give it to you. And you have to go at it, you know, like I've got a friend, you know, I've got friends my age who have grown kids that are in their 30s and 40s. One of them called us the other day and said, hey, uh, we have teenagers. You raised three great kids. Can we take you to dinner? We want to ask you how to do that. So I have to use, but what I told them was persuasion. I I didn't get to tell them what to do. They ask, and I get to tell them what I thought. And 
Uh, but that's how you get, that's how John persuades me, or I persuade John. Same thing. That's all you can do. But you might want to try that, because I got a feeling in your frustration, you've used your mom voice. Oh, absolutely. And your kids, your kids, called, have, your kids called your bluff, right? Yes. Yeah, and I've, I've been working really hard mm-hmm. on not talking at them, but talking with them. And Did you say this is three girls? Really, I have three girls, yes. Where's dad in this conversation? So he is, he's, he backs me up. We're in a different, like we're almost out of our debt. And so he's like, he's kind of weighing like, okay, maybe we, we do this. And I said, no, we have to hold, we have to hold. hold yeah, so that, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. So I want him to come around front of this instead of you. Yeah. And I want mm-hmm. him to take his daughter to coffee and say, baby doll, I love you. And I, as, as somebody who loves you, not as your dad, I think you're making a mistake here, and I want you to rethink it. And I also mm-hmm. want to I want to challenge you on something too. Okay. Not on this particular one, but I'm challenging the the bedrock that you've anchored into. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest gifts a parent can give their kids sometimes is to say the words, "I went about this the wrong way." Not not the mm-hmm. thing is wrong, but I went about it the wrong way. I don't think this is wise. It like I want to take you to coffee and say, "Hey, let me walk you through why I'm making this." this choice because i'll tell you this you and everybody's get, can disagree with me that's fine but after working in colleges for 20 years four different ones across a couple of states and consulting in a gajillion more if my kids decide to go to college one of my rules is you have to live on campus because i want them to experience a bunch of different people and learn about how other people do life that's different that's a different philosophy but here's the deal your kid is going to say i'm going to go for this one then so you set a set of rules great either live and die by it I, but and, I, I want you i want dad to spend some time talking about why well I, yeah why? i actually want mom and dad to sit down and say okay. do we actually both believe this okay and then why it sounds like mom made a line and dad's just going along with it but why but why stick right. with it why? that's right you got to talk to a teenager you got to talk to a grown child as a grown sibling a grown grown child is what it is oxymoron as an equal and so talk about why yeah. Here, here's why I believe this is why I'm trying to talk you into it this is the Ramsey Show our scripture of the day 2nd Chronicles 15 7 but as for you be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded Mary Kay Ash says it's far better to be exhausted from success than to be rested from failure. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got a chill. Yeah. That one's good. All right. Carrie is with us in Tampa, Florida. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hi, Dave. Oh, my goodness. It's an honor to be on your show. <laughs> Honored to have you. How can we help? So, I, I'm really just looking for debt advice. Um, we are struggling to pay back an SBA loan, uh, payments for my husband's franchise that is now closed. Ouch. Yeah. How so much you borrowed you borrowed how much on an SBA loan to buy a franchise? We um it was a total of two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. Okay. What kind of um, franchise? Yeah. It was a moving company. Uh he kind of bought it at a premium because it was already in existence and, and we really were under the impression it would be successful and unfortunately, I don't know if it was just due to the market at the time, but um, it was really obvious after about a year that it was it was not going to be profitable um, anytime soon. And so he was made the decision to close it, and it was a big it was a big risk to begin with. But um, 
we decided to go ahead and just close it and move on. Um, he does have a great job now that he loves. What does he make? But, uh, about 70000 now. What do you make? I make 48000 okay. Do you guys have any other debt? We don't. Well, we have a very small car loan remaining and our house payment. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about 200000 left on our house. Are there any assets at all left over from the business? From the business, no. You sold them or what? Yes, everything was sold and wiped out. Um, the actual franchise itself is is the is the brand still open? Yes. Can you not sell that franchise to someone? Uh, no. It it wasn't going to be, and no, it <laughs> it wasn't going to be an option. They they couldn't help us with that why um that's a good question i would we we asked the question at the time and it was going to be a a very very long process to even try to find a buyer and i i don't know honestly it just just i I assume the franchisor has approval over any buyer but even if you could sell the thing for 10000 bucks to somebody that just wanted that franchise, because they're probably selling that franchise to a brand-new franchisee for a good deal more than that, correct? It's possible. They, they kind of just dissolved it um, in our territory, and it was picked up by somebody else who's further away. Um, and they're, they're so you've lost your rights to it by now then probably yeah okay. yes it was closed we closed it in in february now closing it is different than the actual franchise a franchise is an element that is actually a a, a right that you have that you paid for um right as, sorry as fr- so it, it was it, it has expired and yeah. it's dissolved okay. all right man well so you got two hundred thirty three thousand on 110 yeah twenty three thousand dollars a year is 10 years, $50,000 a year, it's five years. What are you going to do to get your income up so it goes faster? I, <laughs> I'm not sure. We're hoping um, We're hoping that his job, so far it's going well. But What did he do before this? Hope for his promotion. Uh, he's in operations and logistics management. He's worked for, um, He's worked for Amazon for a few years, and he worked for another company for a few years. Um, what did he make before he quit and started the franchise? He was making about one, I went one Oh nine, one Oh nine thousand. That sounds more um, like logistics he, than 70. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, and he lost that job in January, 2021. Um, they had a lot of, they had a, uh, a restructuring in the, in the business. Yeah. The but the logistics business. world, if he oh. know, if he, yeah. if he knows supply chain, and he knows how to lay mm-hmm. that out. That's a six-figure income. Yes, you would. You would think that. It no, would have been I wouldn't think. I know. Job, but right, right. And you live in Tampa, freaking Florida. There's logistics there for sure. We're we're okay. About let, let me tell you, Carrie. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Okay, you guys got the mm-hmm. crap beat out of you, and your husband's lost his confidence, and you have too. Yeah. And he doesn't feel like he's worth what he's actually worth. Mm-hmm because of this failure. I need you guys for your sake to go get him a job making 110. He needs to get back in the marketplace with his shoulders thrown back and a little swagger in his step again. He's not a bad guy. He just made 
you guys just made a mistake and mm-hmm. bought a business that you didn't know how to run and ran it in the ground and you've lost your butts. But that doesn't mean you're horrible people or you're dumb people or that suddenly he's not worth 110 when he probably actually is. At least. One of the things I had to recover from when I went broke, and mine was a lot more dramatic, uh, although there's, you know, what is major surgery? Surgery that happens to you. What's minor surgery? Surgery that happens to somebody else, right? So um, yours is very dramatic for you, I'm sure, and traumatic. But one of the things I had to recover from was I felt like an idiot. I felt like I no. Yeah. Why should anybody trust anything I ever think again? Because I was so stinking arrogant before it knocked me completely out of the saddle. And um, I don't think your husband was that guy, but but it's normal when you go through this. It's the death of a dream, and yeah. part of your soul dies when you close that door and lock, the, turn the key for the last time, and walk away. That definitely sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just, I, I want to give you permission to grieve that, but I also uh, want you to, 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 to keep perspective on it and him to keep perspective on it. Cause I think he took just something to get a job and right. he's just kind of curled up in the corner uh, wounded right now. We definitely, we definitely went through that. Um, we are hopeful for this job. I mean, he, he applied for jobs for almost a year before he decided to open the franchise and, we're not. We're on the outskirts of Tampa. We're not really in Tampa, so we, we weren't finding anything um, at all. Um, and so when this this opportunity currently that he's working for came along, um, is a, it, it, he's really really enjoying the job, and we're hoping. Well, that I'm glad, but you have two hundred twenty three thousand dollars worth of debt, and he needs to make yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Well, my my. Okay, that's how it's going to be done, kiddo. I'm but, not going to argue with you anymore. Okay? Yeah. I, the thing is, I understand where you are. I've been where you are, I, and I'm sorry that you've been through the, all this pain. Um, but yeah, we we, you know, you've got a the big math says you need to put fifty thousand dollars a year on it, and you can do that with your current income if you live on beans and rice, and it's going to take you five years, or you can increase your income by forty thousand dollars and do this in three or four years, mm-hmm. and not have to live on beans and rice while you're doing it. And I I really think that there's a tie-in here. You look when you get hit this hard. You look for a safe place to hide. Human nature does that. You want to go back to something where where I'm, yeah. you know, no almost, risk, no I, like. Just, I don't want to stick my head mm-hmm. up. I'll get it knocked yeah. off again. You know, I don't. I don't want to do that. So, thank you for your call. That's the answer. You take the two twenty three and you divide it into the number of years you want to fool with this. Mm-hmm. And what have you got to do? What has to be true to make that happen? And part of that is healing from this the rest of the way. And, um, you're making excuses. You are. And part of that tells me you haven't healed from this the rest of the way. So you shouldn't have asked if you didn't want me to tell you. That's true. And guys, let me just tell you, those of you in business out there, well, business debt doesn't count. Business debt is good debt. Tell that to Carrie. Right. You go take out a $200,000 loan to buy a business. You're in stupid land. Mm Mm-hmm. And you do that with an SBA loan, you're in super stupid land because SBA is forever. Mm-hmm. They do not go away. They're like a student loan. And I'm not saying Carrie's stupid. I'm just saying any of you that are thinking about doing this, you need to listen to her call because, oh, well, I, we're not going to yeah. Well, right. Debt only works when debt works, and that's never. You get your butt bit off here, man, people. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. Ouch. Bless their hearts. Thank what you. a horrible thing to go through. 
That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, folks, Dave Ramsey here. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be boring. You just need a budgeting app that's made with you in mind. And that's Every Dollar. The Every Dollar app has helped millions of people work the baby steps and take the stress out of planning and managing their money. Start budgeting with Every Dollar for free right now. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar and download the app today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar. 